What's up, everybody? This is Mike Kosicki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins, and you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. Go Dolphins. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stats, baby. Stats. Stats, 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 do you like violence? Like science? We're going to talk about averages today. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to talk about some fantasy football for you. There's a little bit of average in there. There'll be some averages, but it'll be fun. I like it. It'll be good. Oh, um, what was I saying? We're Top Shelf Fantasy. TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Top Shelf FNTSY. Congrats to the Facebook user. Steve Milne. <laughs> <laughs> he saw that that promo code right away and he bought his uh long sleeve t-shirt hey about time somebody used it you know we've been saying it on the podcast exclusively for a month literally a month and we've had purchases and listens to the podcast since then like everybody just ignores the yeah we've had like we don't believe you Mersh. i don't believe you i don't buy believe two you. things since yeah <laughs> it's like you can use the code dude yeah he feels like it. i feel bad when he gets my money i'm like no, <laughs> please use the code. This is for you. Luckily, Steve saw it and was like, I got this. I'm, um, on, I'm on it. Has anybody bought the fanny pack yet? Dickie. That is a no. It's not. Oh, really? It's not, uh, oh, nothing. We have actually a last place t-shirt on the site now Ooh. that I made. Very good. I can still adjust it, but you know, there's, you know, beer bitch and there's some stuff on it. If I well. come in last place and you buy that for me, I'm going to burn it. I think just. Honestly, throw that out there. I know that I'm, if that's the only reason you bought Oh no. It, oh, okay. It's it's more just because, you know, I want to do like a championship shirt too. Like people yeah. go on the site, you know, it's getting to that time where you you want it shipped to you for the championship week and, you know, you get the champ shirt, well, you get a the Tully shirt. The oh, Tully I'm shirt. just thinking oh, for, for our <laughs> draft, <laughs> for our dynasty draft party, we got to get four of them for the beer bitches. I know Ooh. I'm going to be in that and so are you, but that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I will be there chucking uh, cans of Bud Light at people. I will not as be as long as they get tossed to us. The, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. there's no more kegs this year. That was a complete disaster. No, definitely never kegs again. I, I drove like four like hours round trip to figure to get a goddamn working tap. That was the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. I've not had a very hard life, but definitely, we should definitely get. We should definitely get. Shirts for uh, the beer bitches, unless Mango does it, because I'm not buying, I'm not paying for a fucking quadruple XL. <laughs> this is actually a way. Well, we have we have blankets. We'll just get... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mango. It's a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into I'm it. I'm gonna choke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, first things first. Stats. Stats, baby. Dows has, uh, has a couple stats here. Yeah, I saw, you know, last week you got into it. We had a good old time, but I figured I would do a couple so you can actually join in on the fun and not have to be, uh, you know, running the show the whole way through. So I've got a list of running backs here. I'm going to rattle them off for you real quick. Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 
Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones, and James Robinson. List these running backs in order of most 100-yard rushing games in 2020 from highest to lowest. Can I ask a question? Of course. Are there ties? Yes. Is the max three? <clears throat> the max is four. Four. How many are at four? One more question. One Who guy. is it? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I just need some background. I just one, need some background. One guy one has four, four. Three guys have three. Two guys have two. One guy has one. And then one guy has zero. Thank you for ruining it, Craig. That's not ruining it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm typing in my answers in the docket. Yeah, I'm seeing, right I'm seeing yeah. you do it live. That's fine. Yeah. So, right. Uh, I'm do going we go to as well. down the list as well, or should we yeah, just right kind of like say it? And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Give me your list, highest and low, Craig. James Robinson at the top with the most hundred yard games. Yes. Okay. Did I get that right? No. Well, we'll you all we all have to say it. Like you need to give me your whole list. All right. Well, do you need a minute? Because Tom's right. <laughs> Tom's almost. Then ready. I guess I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I see, well I see, yeah. While well, you guys well, write some down. dead air here, uh, as they're typing, everybody seems to be pretty high on James Robinson here, which is, uh, I mean, he's pretty... going to be the one who has zero. <laughs> <laughs> I know the he has more than that. Know? <laughs> you know, Craig should know James Robinson's stats off the top of his head. He's been obsessed with them since he picked them up. I'm, I'm like, yeah, stuck. and then I traded him, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm like stuck because I don't know who I haven't put in this list yet, and who's still there. I feel like Zeke is very low. You can feel ah. free to delete from the source material if you if you must, or copy and paste the source material. Look at you. The list of seven names. Oh, it's only seven. Why did I think it was ten? Oh, it's eight. Sorry. God, who am I missing? All right, anybody ready? No, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm close. I'm, I'm good. Close. I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Math. All I'm right. Good. What do you got, Scotty? Want to read? All them right, off? so. I will go in this order from highest to lowest. James Robinson, Ronald Jones, Derrick Henry, James Conner, Delvin Cook, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Todd Gurley, and then Zeke to finish it out. Okay. And Craig? Or Scott? Or Tom? Uh, Yeah. So I have Robinson, Conner, Gurley, Henry, CEH, Dalvin, Jones, Zeke. And uh, this is this is not a very educated guess on all of these. I just have certain feelings on certain players, but all right, Ronald. Uh, no, J- um, James Robinson. Yep. And then uh, James Connor, Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones, Zeke, Dalvin, Todd Gurley, Ceh. Alrighty. So let's see how close you guys were. The top guy is Derrick Henry. He has 400-yard rushing games this season. Then you have a tie at three each with Dalvin Cook, James Conner, and Ronald Jones, who I thought was a little surprising. I got that one. Yep. Me. Scott was not surprised. At 200-yard games, you've got James Robinson and CEH, which is kind of impressive for both of them being rookies, and CEH, who has lost his you know, role since Lev Bell showed up. Then you've got Todd Gurley with one. And Zeke, who has yet to go over a hundred yard rushing performance this year. Did we all have Zeke as our last? I don't know, you I, had CH. I had CH. Um I wanna recount. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean this was... it's twenty it's twenty twenty. I think yeah. I mean, ask these are not real stats. <laughs> I'll ask uh, Nevada if we can get a recount from there. <laughs> but yeah, so I I mean I was just baffled to see Zeke that low. And then even um the 
James Robinson, Ceh, and Rojo were the biggest surprises. Derrick Henry, like, sure, he has four. I'm like, okay, cool. Good I, for I, James Connor too. Yeah, Connor yeah, too. Yeah. If he stays healthy, I had noticed he had a couple of games where it was like 101. Yeah, or just like just, that. Uh, just barely fitting. I knew Gurley was Which down is, there because I knew he, that it was he had that one big game, and then his other games were like 40 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. See, I figured Zeke was lower, but I thought that the first three games that Dak was playing, he had at least one of those, but apparently not. Zeke's had a bad year. That's the other reason. I know, I but he had the first the first three weeks. Ronald good. Jones surprises me because I feel like his big games we were always kind of talking about it was the passing work in the touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I just didn't. I looked at his he... his stats today, and that's why I saw back to back one hundred. I'm like, so he's got to have at least three. Yeah, I, I thought. I yeah, know. I thought he had uh, three in a row. Too oh, so you did some pre work to this? You cheating this son of a bitch? For a different league? Yeah. No, yeah. Th- okay. Th- this is sure. for this is for a Twitter question that I answered. <laughs> was the Twitter question rank these running backs with the most hundred yard rushing attempts? Blue the fifth. All right, next question. <laughs> All right, next question. I got a little mix and match running back action for you. I've got five different stat lines coming at you, and you have five running backs to choose from. Almost or five running backs to choose from, kind of like you know answer box type situation. You got J.K. Dobbins, Zeke Elliott, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and DeAndre Swift. The first stat line. One attempt over 40 yards, 267 yards total on the season, two touchdowns, 6.67 yards per attempt, 4.2 yards created after contact, no fumbles, and 0.92 fantasy points per touch. Now, should we guess who this is now? Sure. Might as well, yeah. I'm guessing it's J.K. Dobbins. Anybody else? I'm guessing that the we're looking at the first one. Yep. Yeah, I'm guessing that's JK as well. Uh no, I am guessing that's uh DeAndre Swift. Okay. Scott. Um it is DeAndre Swift. It is JK Dobbins. Ooh. He has two touchdowns? Ooh. Nailed it. Oh, freaking week 1 he had two, right? Yeah, two yeah, he had okay. two week 1 he hasn't had any since. Oh, that's, and that's, that's why I knew I thought he had one. Because I also have Dobbins on a team and I'm like he's his yards per carry is freaking ridiculous and they don't play him and it frustrates me. He's got to guess Edwards yards per carry. Now he took yeah. over. Yeah, I mean, he's killing it. And the, what I pulled out of here, which I originally had in, which I thought made it a little too obvious, he only has 40 attempts on the season. He's getting this done. Like, yeah. that's that's not bad at all. He's also PFF's 30th ranked uh, running back on the season. So he's climbing. I'm just shocked he has less touchdowns than DeAndre Swift. Well, because Swift everybody a... else on this list has four or five TDs. Right. Are these just rushing touchdowns? No, these are total touchdowns. Good to know. Yeah. Next one. All right. This guy has one attempt over 40 yards, 186 rushing yards, four touchdowns total, four and a half yards per attempt, 2.15 yards per contact or yards created after contact. No fumbles at 1.21 points per touch. Is it 186 rushing or total? Rushing. Just rushing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. The total. The touchdowns are total. The rushing yards or the yards are just rushing. Okay. okay. I think I know this one. So I, I think this one has to be DeAndre. It's DeAndre Swift. Um, if this is Kamara, my head's. I'm going. Explode. It's not Kamara. I was gonna go Kamara. <laughs> it is. It is DeAndre Swift. Okay. Give it. Okay. Nice. All right. Next one. One attempt over 40 yards. 431 yards. Four touchdowns. 4.95 yards per attempt. 2.74 yards created after first contact. One fumble. 1.18 points per touch. So this one is near identical to the next one you're going to tell us too. So I, I have a, I have a very I'm not sure, but I think because of the touchdown, I'm going to go. This one's Aaron Jones. Um, 
Oh boy. Uh, I, I think it's Zeke. Oh boy. I think it is. Oh, let's go Kamara. I'll do the other one. <laughs> it is Alvin Kamara. Yeah, oh. bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to run the table. Damn it. <clears throat> that was, I mean, the, these are all supposed to be a little difficult. Maybe not the stat lines you expect out of certain uh, hot, bigger names or higher expected performers. Let's get into the next one. Another guy, one attempt over 40 plus yards this year, 389 rushing yards, five touchdowns, 5.19 yards per attempt, 3.37 yards created after first contact, one fumble, 1.14 points per touch. All right, so you should do the next one too, so the last one's not obvious. True. This guy has no attempts over 40 plus yards on the season, 521 total yards, five, or total rushing yards, five touchdowns, 3.95 yards per attempt, 2.68 yards created after first contact, five fumbles and 0.77 points per touch your remaining two guys are aaron jones or zeke elliott all right so the top one is aaron jones the one with the 389 yards and five touchdowns and then zeke is the 521 five touchdowns okay and tom and scott so i was thinking the this last one was kamara because of the fumbles i think I, I agree with Craig. I think that the the one fumble is Alvin uh, Aaron Jones. The five is Zeke. If Zeke, I, I, well, Zeke had the two fumbles right. the other game. So, so you, at that a, point, I'm like, well, that's two yeah. right there. So. so that was the first one I knew was Zeke. Was yeah. Zeke. We know he had two fumbles like last yeah, week. So I'm or with Craig and Tom. Yeah, math. Yeah, five fumbles. So Zeke's, so bad. Zeke's line is arguably worse than every other running back here as far as like an efficacy uh point of view with 0.77 points per touch every everybody else is outperforming him by times they touch the ball unfortunately or or fortunately if you're a zeke owner he touches the ball way more than everybody else he has 132 attempts on the season which is almost double anybody else on this list so i would love to see jk dobbins be in zeke's role how about that (laughs) yeah please right i could see not with, I mean, not with Garrett Gilbert as the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that offensive line is yeah. Uh, maybe we'll push tough. that back then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that that was fun. That was a fun. That exercise. was that was a. I felt like a mental cramp happening. <laughs> yeah. I almost ran the table. Damn it. Yeah. You were. You. I was like. So you. Craig's gonna get every freaking one of these and be pissed. Well, because um, you the f- one you thing that Aaron Jones and and Alvin Kamara. Kamara. The reason I thought it was Kamara because he's RB one right now. And I thought the five touchdowns went to Kamara. But he must have just a shit ton more receiving yards than Aaron Jones. He has a bunch. Well, that is going to end the season that Kamara will have the most receiving yards for a running back. For sure. For sure. All right, Tom, you got some stats for us as well, I believe. Yes. So part of Corey's stat line was yards after contact. This makes a pretty good transition because – I have three questions. I, I have a bunch, but these next three questions are along the same lines. So just so everybody's aware, what yards so my mine's about yards created, right? How many yards did did running backs create on their own? Um and the the way that you measure that is any yards accrued after the first evaded tackle. So if you break a tackle, anything after that is gravy and counts towards this yards created metric. So I have five players, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, CEH, Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt. Okay, they, they, they're they the top five in um, yards created in the NFL. So Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, CEH, Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt. 
who leads the list in yards created? Uh, I, I like, honestly, yeah, go ahead, Greg. Yeah, I was going to say, I honestly think it's off the back of one game for both of these players, and it's got to be either Henry or Cook. And because Henry's played more, I think, or, or had more, you know, bigger games, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. So I was going to say Derrick Henry, but I was like, I feel like he wants me to say Derrick Henry, so I'm going to go Dalvin <laughs> Cook because just, just off that last game, too, if he – you know, shook one tackle and then ran for humongous touchdowns. He's got a ton of qualifying yardage right there. I'm going with Derrick Henry. It is indeed Derrick Henry. Nah. He's um, one of those trick questions. Yeah. It, it, the one so, thing that left me thinking that it might not be was the fact that he touches the ball so many times. Yeah. Um, and oh, that's the per touch. That'll be the next one. Well, yeah. So we'll get, we'll get to the next one. Um, so I wanted to point out that he has created 355 of his own yards, which ends up being 46% of his overall rushing. So, I mean, 50% of his production is Derrick Henry for the most part. Which I guess you That's can more argue than Aaron like, Jones's total yards. You could almost argue like <laughs> another running back in the same situation wouldn't get it. You know, I mean, a lot of them would. They'll, they'll, they'll break one tackle too, but a lot of them wouldn't. A lot right. of them aren't Derrick Henry. Right. Well, and that's that's the thing. I mean, this is purely on the running back. So the next one is yards created per touch, right? Or per carry, I should say. Um, so every time a running back touches the ball, who's creating more yards on average? Okay. So this is where I was having that mental scrambled egg of, of you know, does Henry have it? So per touch, I would expect since he has more touches, some of it's actually low level. So this is where I'm going to go with Alvin Cook. I'm going to throw a curveball and take Kareem Hunt. Just because. Just because. Yeah, I'll go uh, CEH just for a curveball. I know it's probably Derrick Henry, but. Yeah, yeah. Craig, Craig might run the table on this ah! one. So it's it's <laughs> Dalvin Cook. He's creating 2.1 yards per touch. Derrick Henry's creating 2.08. So, I mean, you right are there. literally splitting hairs and came down to a fraction. Kareem Hunt is third at 1.9. I knew he was shifty, you know. I know, I know this guy, <laughs> that motherfucker. I watched this and, guy's tape. And I mean, when you're when you have a smaller denominator, right, and you start working out these averages, those who have more touches are really at more of a disadvantage. Um, but Derrick Henry having you know a significant more carries than some of these other running backs and still creating just about the same amount of yards speaks volume about who Derrick Henry is. Um, last one: Who leads the list in breakaway runs? So the way you define breakaway runs is rushing attempts of 15 or more. Dalvin. This is this is difficult. This is where I'm going to go Kareem Hunt. I'm going Derrick Henry. CH. Ah, shit. Damn it. What do so, I again? I was going to I was going to say that. This right <laughs> I was going to say it too. I'm like, well, it's wrong, so I'm not going to pick that. <laughs> CH leads in breakaway runs. In breakaway runs, but out of this list, um there there are so as I was putting these together, there were there were some interesting metrics that I want to drill into with CH because I want to see how much of his yardage is on these breakaway runs compared to what is considered stuff runs at zero or, or negative. Um, but yeah, so he leads the list at seven. Henry and Cook both come in at six. So they're right behind him. Okay. But it's, it's just impressive that CEH is up on this list, mainly because likely those seven breakaway rushing attempts. Um, most surprising 
out of out of all this, and he is not on this list, but he was part of. I sampled really the running backs who had over a hundred carries. Um, David Montgomery has created the most rushing yards on his own at fifty one percent. So fifty one percent of his four hundred and forty two rushing yards have been created after he's evaded a tackle. Because nobody's blocking for yeah, him. He's got an entire it. team is hot garbage. <laughs> I mean, we sit here and say David Montgomery's hot garbage, but he's made this stat uh, multiple times. Yeah, the last week's stats about Montgomery were m- mind blowing. The yeah, passing not, so that's also stuff. not per touch, though. And he's <laughs> like, they're feeding him because they have to. Right. So right. If, he, if he gets 40 carries in the game and he goes, he dodges one tackle and gets three yards, it's not a good run. It's just like, but it, sure. it counts towards his total. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's that's fair. But it's still a broken tackle. I mean, it still means that he's not getting buried in the backfield like we watched every Patriots running back do. I mean, there are worse, <laughs> worse <laughs> years. Yeah. There are worse teams, worse running backs. So it's yeah. actually, in the end, it is a little impressive. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, we're going to switch to wide receivers. Yep. All right, so we're looking at air yards again, but we're going to look at them from a, a different perspective when we're going to be looking at completed air yards. So last week we looked at total air yards. So whether that pass was caught or not, that's what we were counting. This week we're counting specifically those that have been completed. So the five wide receivers that are leading the league in total air yards, regardless of completed or not, is Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs, Allen Robinson, AJ Green in that order? Who leads the list in completed air yards? Completed air yards. My first thought is to say DK for everything, but yeah, well, it's I hard think, not to. <laughs> I think based off of the first like four weeks between Diggs and Allen, I'm going to go Diggs. I had the same exact thought process, Craig. I'm going to go Diggs as well. Um, surprised Lockett's not on this list. I don't know. I mean, I want to say Diggs. I'll say Allen Robinson. Okay, it's Diggs. All right. Yeah. So I'm still right because I said that was yeah, insane. Exactly. Regard, but I would have been right if it paid off. Got a great percentage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like two thirds on everything. So he is he is catching sixty five percent. Oh, basically, the way to look at this is of his available air yards. So 65% of his total air yards that Josh Allen's throwing his way, Stephon Diggs is catching 65% of that. A.J. Green catching 32% of his 812 available air yards. So that's bad, right? That's terrible. Okay. All right. Just wanted that, to is, that is a very not bad good. statistic. Yeah. Um, you want to be catching most of these air yards that are being thrown your way, right? Um, okay, so the next one, whose total yards are comprised of the most completed air yards? So when we say, um, oh, I don't have the list in front of me, but when we say Stefan Diggs has a thousand total yards, how many of those were completed air yards? And this isn't Stefan Diggs versus yards after catch versus yards after catch, okay. right? Okay. okay. Um, and this isn't Stefan Diggs. I just used him as an example. So between Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs, Allen Robinson, um, and AJ Green, whose total yards are made up mostly of completed air yards. I would think AJ Green. I was going to say Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. AJ Green. He's, yeah, I guess he's not doing anything after well, he gets he, the ball. He's, he's like, yeah, he's not doing anything. Down. Right. Yeah, but that's also A Rob too. Yeah, he is, yeah A Rob's doing that. But is A Rob second? 
Um, hold on. Let do me, have that? Let me, let me pull it up. I, I believe that I, I do have it right here in he front has of me. Because Calvin Ridley, DK, all catch and run like nobody's friggin' business. Yeah, like a gazelle. Yeah, it's a uh, beautiful gazelle. Beautiful. <laughs> Just... Mm. So number two, see him in the wild and poach that motherfucker. <laughs> number number two is Calvin Ridley. Oh, you son of a bitch! Wow. And man. then and then it is Stephon Diggs, Allen Robinson, and um, DK Metcalf. What? Yeah, I think you just gave us the answer to the last question. Then. No, I did. <laughs> I was I actually thinking of right, because it would be the it would be the inverse. So then the last question was whose total yards are comprised mostly of yards after the catch, which would be the inverse and of it, and it makes really a lot of sense. I'm thinking it's right. DK Metcalf. Right. So twenty nine percent of his three total three. guys, I'm killing twenty nine percent of his total yards are uh are after the catch. Uh, which is just interesting to think about because when we and so this is really specific to AJ Green when I saw this was AJ Green has an available 812 air yards he's only catching 32 percent of that of that 32 percent that he's catching only 82 you know only 82 percent of them are are you know the 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 other 18 percent of his total yards are yards after the catch like that's a miserable yards after the catch rate. Everything he's catching is through the air, and then he's falling down, and sure, he's running down the field, but he's also not catching a lot. So it's like, it's so hit or miss with A.J. Green, which is just interesting because I think a lot of people feel that A.J. Green resurrection, and while sure, maybe it's coming in 2020, it, the sustainability of it just makes me nervous as hell. Well, yeah, so, exactly. like, so basically the, most of it is created by Joe Burrow, right. not yeah, AJ exactly. Green. Yeah, created exactly. by the route and the scheme and the the quarterback and then AJ Green's like I'm just here to catch. Yeah. I'm not getting paid to run. Yeah. Who who used to do that? Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow. Bona. So I would imagine 16 in, touchdowns. in a similar <laughs> conversation Mike Evans is probably down there cuz he's catching 3 yard 2, two yards and two, two touchdowns. 2 yard touchdowns. Yeah, I mean he's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that he can't make the list if he doesn't <laughs> like, have a field to there's run. There's nowhere for you to run yeah. because you're already in the end zone. Right. Right. So and he wouldn't be in the top 5 of the that yeah, exactly. Um okay. So I had two more questions, and on this one I just picked a, really a random sampling of players who have targets between fifty and sixty. Um, actually, Tyler Boyd might have have more than than sixty, uh, but the list is DJ Moore, CD Lamb, Tyler Boyd, Darius Slayton, Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, T Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Cole Beasley. Who has the most deep targets or targets of 20 air yards or more? So this is just targets, not reset targets. Most deep yep. targets. I will go first. I'll, I think it's Darius Slayton. I will say I want to do Darius Slayton too. I'm just going to take Tyreek Hill. seems like it sh should be him. Yeah, I'm thinking Hill, but based off of what I saw with Dak healthy, I don't know. He hasn't been healthy in a while. <laughs> um, I just see Daniel Jones chucking into Slayton so many times. I mean, that's basically. Up. I mean, <laughs> that, he's, he's that's my he fits the same mindset. style as some of those other uh, wide receivers we were talking about in the last part. Um, uh, screw it. I'm gonna go CD Lamb. Okay. It's Tyree Kill. Damn it! <sighs> damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta you gotta just not think it's a trick. So, so yeah. Well, and then it's, I'm I'm gonna just mentally and next week it'll all be trick questions. 
Um, over under 12 and a half deep yard targets for Tyreek Hill. But is it over and over under 12? 12 and a half, yeah. Under. Well, questions being asked. Over. Under. It's over. It's at, it's at 15. So Tyreek Hill has 15 targets of 20 air yards or more. He's actually third in the entire league behind Ridley at 19, DK at 17, and Green at 15. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't think it's all that surprising. No, but no, it's no, it's, it's worth mentioning I that was a trick question. <laughs> he's still he's <laughs> still running down the field. Um, most red zone targets out of that list. So that list again: DJ Moore, CD Lamb, Tyler Boyd, Darius Slayton, Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Cole Beasley. Who has the most red zone targets? Tyler Boyd. Ty- Tyler Boyd. Robert Woods. It is Tyler Boyd. So I just want to be Woods got to be close. Though. No, but but he takes a lot of his red zone as a rushing touchdown. I was gonna say he gets those like those those little like pitches <laughs> though. Because it's like a pass, the little jet sweep yeah. touch pass. So over under nine and a half red zone targets for Tyler Boyd. I'm going over. I want it. Let's go. I'll take um, the under again. I don't think he's under. Under. He's over. He has eleven red zone targets, um, followed Boyd. by Slayton. Hill and Thielen all at eight. <laughs> wow. So, so, he's, so he's leading it all by, what, three? He, he's leading the list by three, correct. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. And you know what I've noticed, too, with all your questions? A lot of Cincinnati Bengals on here. <laughs> all their wide receivers. There's a changing of the tide in fantasy football. Joe Burrow it's is nasty. <laughs> it's time. You know, it, it is... Uh... He wasn't an answer for nothing, but yeah. <laughs> He's got got 50 to 60 targets. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals have three guys with over 60 targets, and so don't the Cowboys. This is what happens when you pair talented wide receivers with a quarterback that can throw. (laughs) Um, That's why Andy Dalton sucks with Dallas's receivers. (laughs) I mean, I had an interesting one on Gallup. Um, I think I have him on another spreadsheet. So I think we'll keep this up because I think it's it's entertaining and it's interesting to see how all this stuff plays out. And I'll try to articulate what all of it actually means and how contextual it all is. Um, Look at you with the words tonight. What? Contextual and articulate. I'm getting ready for a uh, work presentation. So like I have to have my my uh, regular speak on and not uh, swearing. Yeah, so he, he follows it up word. with my regular speak. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, I can sound good when I need to sound good. But you listen, know, other I, than that, my NM education shows all day long, baby. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the best at talking. Down, all, the time, down, all good and stuff. Down there with the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Someone called the ambulance. As I spill beer all over myself as well. So that's what we learned in NM. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get a shotgun bets coming up later too. So yeah, check Twitter for that. Those will be up. We we owe you a lot of shotguns. They're coming your way. Rise, Massachusetts. Feel free to not look at our Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'll have one, please. It's it's beer time. Beer, beer o'clock. o'clock. All right, we're gonna go into our individual start and sits. I'll take a little. Yes. Scotty, Scotty's fetching us all beers real quick. All right, so starts and sits. Scotty, hurry up. Turn that light off. Bastard. This is just going to become like a scene. We're going to have our friends just sitting over there, and we're just. <laughs> this is going to be our Friday nights from now on. 
We like have the four to. of us yeah. at the table doing the podcast. All right, we'll come on, guys. Our friends all Let's get to start this. Let's go. <laughs> the, guy <laughs> the guy who just came back from the bathroom. Hey, actually, uh, can you grab me a beer? Uh, do, no, do. no, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I will. I know you will. Um, all right, my start is Antonio Gibson. Um, I've been high on Antonio Gibson all season. Um, and I've also been high on the fact that Antonio, there, there's a point in time where you're going to be able to sell Antonio Gibson for, for some pretty, pretty penny stuff, like a Tyler Boyd. Ooh. You can trade Antonio Gibson for a Tyler Boyd. That'd be phenomenal. However, do not do it until he plays the Giants and start him this week against the Giants. Start Antonio Gibson this week, then sell him for Tyler Boyd. You'll feel pretty, pretty good. His schedule uh, in the next four weeks is phenomenal but his playoff schedule is atrocious you don't want that player on a bad offense love antonio gibson starting this week trade him next week craig oh i didn't know we were doing by low so high we are not we're not we're, we're doing, doing start sits i'm kidding no oh well um. i'm i'm just i'm i'm because i've been saying it for a couple of weeks i just want people to understand that me saying start antonio gibson isn't Hold on to him for dear life. It started because it's a good matchup, and most people's trade deadlines are week ten, so we'll be talking more trades next oh, yeah. week. But I just wanted to point it out. So yes. you go ahead. All right. So mine is uh, last year's dart throw, uh, who has disappointed many. Uh, DJ Shark uh, was pretty much drafted as many people's wide receiver one or two on their teams, um, and you know he's fell, fallen flat. Um, I'm starting to think that with the quarterback change now let me start off by saying i don't think that jake lutton is better than gardner Minshew. totally however i think that he might be better suited a little bit more towards dj's play style um dj does a lot of quick inseam routes and then he can go over the top um and most of the time he you know is getting those one-on-one um you know jump balls uh, and so what I did was I wanted to look into Jake Lutton a little bit. I wanted to see what his scouting profile said. And one of the top scouts said that he is an on-the-line zip thrower. Uh, he has some poor mechanics, but he is able to at least get the ball out quickly and in, in on a line. So what I would expect is if you have DJ going across the middle, coming off of a slant route that he is going to be able to get that and then drive and, and get some yards per care uh, yards after catch on that. So I'm expecting a little bit more from that. And then he's also a type of quarterback that's not shy to throw on man to man, you know, which most quarterbacks aren't, you know, I kind of laughed when I saw that, but if that's something that's written down on a scouting report, that means that there's a lot of the times that he's kind of like a ballsy kind of quarterback so that'll work out very well for G.J. Shark's play style, um, you know, being a big athletic go-up-and-get-it-kind of guy. So this week against the Texans, where I expect, you know, game script to be a little bit in uh, the, the, the favor of the passing offense for Jacksonville, um, could be, I don't want to say high scoring, because uh, I don't expect too much out of Jacksonville, but there, there could be a time that they're down and, and need to chase points, and I think this could work out pretty well for D.J. Yeah, I've got another start for you at wide receiver. Uh, Christian Kirk this week. The Arizona Cardinals draw the Miami Dolphins. Miami played great against the Rams, but Arizona is a, is a much different offense, much less vanilla, much much more talented. They appear to be without Kenyon Drake, but that should not affect Christian Kirk's productivity. He has 
in the last two games had two touchdowns in each contest, and the week before that he had 10 points. He has finally, after all this time, seen his role grow within the Arizona offense, and I just think a lot of people forgot about him. He has a low ownership rate. He was only 60, 60, uh, sorry, 66% rostered in Yahoo leagues for a guy that's been putting up those numbers. And I think it's probably just because of the bye week. Everybody said, I need a spot on my roster. I got to get a player in. I dropped Christian Kirk, and I completely forgot that he's been killing it the last two weeks. Now, he played Dallas and Seattle. Those aren't world beaters, but neither is Miami. Start him. He'll probably give you 10 points. You can do a lot worse than that, and he has a lot higher upside. Easy start. Love it. Love it. Mine's a tight end. It's Mike Gusecki, a new friend of the program. Welcome aboard. We got Alan Lazard last season. You saw what Lazard did before he got hurt. Why does he were five or six? Whatever. No big deal. You know, for a guy that, you know, no one was uh, playing at all. But Gusecki's had some pretty piss poor weeks. Last week, one point. Week before that, zero. Um, he actually hasn't done that well at all this season, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's facing So him. this start is going to revitalize him yes. and do the opposite of what we did to Kenny Galladay, right? That's exactly. Yes. So Hopefully. he's actually playing a pretty tough defense with, uh, Arizona. They, they are not allowing as many points as last year, but he's a top shelf guy now. Top shelf. You get that top shelf magic on you. He's gonna you just injure your hip and go in the IR. I started him as well. Sorry, so. Scott. Guys, come on. <laughs> no, I'm I, I, the only reason this guy's a star is because he gave us a new intro. Yeah. Um, I think he's excited about it. He's heard about Top Shelf, the fanny packs, the WAP packs. So he's he's going out there saying, Tua, I know you sucked last week. You didn't even get 100 yards. I'm your guy. Don't worry about Parker. Don't worry about Preston. You get down at the red zone, give it to me. I'll make your day. I'll make you good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak too much more about this. He's going to make make a top shelf. So should we send him a TSF towel? Do you think if we sent it to the Miami facility labeled to Mike Gusecki as a fan letter, he would get it? We no, because of COVID. We 100% get arrested for like a <laughs> yes. terrorist. Yes. Yes. Sending packages to team facilities. This makes a... Oh, this okay. actually... Hold on. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. This is a I'm fantastic marketing idea of sending just a shit ton of like those towels to players and see if they wear them on the field. And then it's like, oh, the ball boy used to... Ta- the ball the ball deflated. <laughs> those, to- those top shelf towels, <laughs> god damn it. Sued for, for what what we own. It was uh, more, like, much, more likely than not the packs that I was involved in deflating some of the <laughs> All right, uh, I'll get to my. It's actually not a bad idea with it being uh, football season. Little high schoolers want a little WAP pack, you know, a little. Uh, little all right, cozy. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get arrested yet with the WAP packs to high schoolers, but let's get to tw- 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 <laughs> six. Um, get your head out of the game. Yeah, yeah, get into this. <laughs> my sit is Amari Cooper, and I'll kind of just have Tom go off me as well because he has an another wide receiver sit from the Cowboys, but. Mainly, Cowboys are down to their fourth quarterback, I believe now. Um, Cooper Rush is that the is that a starter? I thought I it don't was Garrett know. Gilbert. They have Gilbert no. is the starter. Okay, I, I, well, I'm not positive, but I think it Cooper, is. Cooper Cooper Rush was their practice squad guy, they and then they up. brought in Garrett Gilbert. So who the? So what we're talking about now is even more of a reason why you shouldn't start any receiver. Yeah. Um, and the Cowboys. I know Cooper was doing okay with Dalton. He was getting like 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, 
and then I'll I'll talk about the other one. But Cooper's a big name. You draft this guy as a wide receiver one, two. Now's the time to bench him until the Cowboys do something. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think they're going to tank, and it's it, it's going to suck for them all season. Can you imagine if they tank to get Trevor, and then like they're just like, yeah, Dak, we're but not going to sign th- you. The, Patriots. The, the thing is, like, <laughs> they came back and beat the Falcons that week. They are regretting that so bad right now. Just because <laughs> should have just lost. You should have just lost to get that pick. <laughs> I'm regretting it too, to the tune of ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sitting CD uh, for a lot of the same reasons. Um, I think now that the the. I was very bullish on CD coming into the season. And a lot of it was because of Dak and how talented CD is. But when you remove Dak from that equation and you insert uh, the street quarterback or practice squad quarterback, I don't know what I'm getting. And, and I mean, CD was a wide receiver one before Dak got hurt. Now you get these bum quarterbacks out there. Who knows what CD is going to be? I, I, I think he's barely even rosterable. I mean, we were talking about him and holding fold. I'm willing to hold on to him, but I know a lot of people are probably seeing the Pittsburgh matchup and saying, okay, well, wide receivers has had some decent success against Pittsburgh. That's no reason to think that CD's returning to his early season uh, pre-DAC injury form. It's never going to happen again, not in 2020 anyway. So CD, Amari, I mean, shit. Sit Gallup. Yeah, I get, Dalton Schultz. I get another cowboy. I'm sitting. If you want oh, to, don't mind oh, if I yeah. hop right We're in. sitting all the cowboys this week. I am sitting Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Corey, you're crazy. You need to cool with the hot takes, buddy. Lay off the beers. I'm telling you, guess what, Chucklehead? Zeke might be <laughs> running back four on the season, but he's coasting on his early season output. Since Dak went down, he's running back 23 on the year giving you fantasy performances to the tune of 8 points, 5.6 points, and 7.8 points. Those numbers are losing you games in your fantasy matchups. You're likely holding somebody on your bench who has more upside than that. Now, if Dalton comes back, Zeke probably gets a little bit more value because teams are going to actually have to respect Andy Dalton as a professional NFL quarterback. But in the interim, whether it's Zanucci, Cooper Rush, this Gilbert Grape guy you guys are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Gilbert Godfrey. Listen here, Chucklehead. Okay, Gilbert Godfrey, there you go. Teams are just taking Zeke away and saying, quarterback, come beat me. Whoever's behind their under center, come beat me. And they can't do it. They physically are incapable of beating them from a quarterbacking standpoint. And on top of that, defense is still terrible. So you're down by a million points. And Zeke's not getting enough touches on the ground to get in a rhythm. And even when he is, now he's dinged up. And they've got Tony Pollard breathing down his neck. It's like, at this point, I'm sitting him. Uh, I'll probably try to trade him. There's a lot of better options than him straight up at face value, and then you factor in the matchup with the Steelers. I don't like anything about this week for Zeke. Trade him to me. Accept that trade. No, that was a bad trade. (laughs) (laughs) It actually wasn't terrible. I thought about it, but... Was it for a TV monitor? (laughs) It was for uh, Juju and somebody. I'm running out of monitors to trade you. (laughs) All right. I don't have a Dallas Cowboy. Well, we took them all. Boo, boo this man. (laughs) Um, Did think about it, though. (laughs) Sit Cooper Rush. Um, Well, yeah. Uh, I am sitting a running back that at one point looked like he actually had the job. Um, Josh Kelly, uh, when Justin Jackson was hurt, seemed to have done a pretty good job and take the job uh, over uh, for the Chargers while Austin Eckler was hurt as well. 
Well, Justin Jackson has been clearly the uh, starter the last couple of weeks. He's gone over 100 yards, um, or he did last week. Um, and then there's this new guy named Troy Main Pope. Tremaine? Troy, Troy Main. Troy. Troy it's Main. not Troy Main, is it, it really? It's T-R-O-Y-M-A-I-N-E, like the state. It's not Tremaine? It's Troy Main. That and is a stupid name. It's fantastic. Dumb. <laughs> I'm just upset because okay. I was going to name what my son Troy What should we name Troy our Maine. kid? Troy. Well, it, we, you know, we, we conceived him in Maine. We in Maine. <laughs> um, Troy Maine. So he had, this guy Pope had 15 total touches last week. Um, five of them were through the air. It was either five or six through the air. So there's actually a, a, a case here where Pope starts to take on a, a, on a receiving work role. And if uh, Kelly is not really in the picture and Justin Jackson's getting most of the work on the ground, there's really not much of a reason to play Kelly. Uh, and I don't really know if you should keep him on your uh, team anymore, but a lot of people are still holding on to him. I did see that there is a high uh, star percentage on him as well. And Anthony Lynn came out and literally called out uh, Josh Kelly and said that he is not putting that much effort. So not a good thing to hear from your coach. Come on, Rook. <laughs> you You're a son, bomb, of a, Rook. You son of a bitch. Um, a note of that to make, we talked about it on the preview as well, was that they, the Chargers were like featuring Pope until he got knocked out with a concussion. Um, so even more of a reason not to start Kelly because it, it, I think Jackson's only work was because Tremaine Pope got knocked out. Like they were featuring Pope like he was Eckler. He's not Eckler though. So I don't even know what I would do if I was Josh Kelly and Anthony Lynn yelled at me about like not putting an effort. I'd be like, you just traded Desmond King, dude. Like, shut the, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're not trying to win. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he does stink though. So yeah, there is there, that. There, there is that. Um, all right, we're about we're about forty five minutes. Do we want to do our sleepers or go right to the accolades? I think I think we should skip the sleepers. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'll go yeah. to the accolades. Sleepers on the site. Go on the S- site. Sl- the top shelf st- start sets, sleepers, dart throws. They're all there. Yeah. We have first half accolades. Did I say accolades? Accopolades. Accopolades. Escalade. Tromaine accolades. The Escalade players of the NFL. The Escalade players of the... The MVP of the first half. Should we do this one last? Should be like big buildup? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, sure, we'll do MVP we last. Did, do it from the bottom up. Rookie of the year. So D- that is a disgusting yeah. looking beer. It's Dude, red. Nasty. Do you want to try it? It's fucking no, good. I no. don't. I not at all. There's lemons on it, and it's red. In case anybody is wondering, it's called Resistance is Fruitile. Ooh, Mayflower <laughs> Brewing. Sour company. ale brewed with blueberry and lemon. I can smell that. It smells like a warhead. Yeah. Have you tried the warhead one? No. Tough to drink. Don't try it. <laughs> I would never do that. I You're drink. on a sour beer kick. It's I weird. am. I love sours. Sorry. Okay. Straight intro. All right. Rookie, r- well, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Running back five. Should we do the runner up first on each one? Okay. Yeah. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Not running back five. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback 11. Justin Herbert. Justin Mr. Herbert. Mr. Justin Sherbert. He himself. had a bye week and he didn't even start week one. He's still quarterback 11. Hey, he's straight up there slinging it, like confident from day one and has only gotten better. And. Literally, the Chargers could be dominating that division if it, they just had a couple things break their way. They've lost what four three point games. Yeah, they've they've had a couple heartbreakers. I mean, he he he'd be slinging the trainer's hand right into into uh, 
Tyrod's lung. So, so Smart he, man. so he has. <laughs> it's my man. It's like, listen, I'm about, I'm about to win some games. This is this is some some, some, some stats for Herbert. He has passed Sherbert. over 260 yards every game. He has passed for more than three touchdowns in four of his six games, and has only finished outside of QB one once. Decent. And four of those six games, they were the last four games. So. Right, his two first games, he only had one touchdown in each of those games. Right, but he had rushing touchdowns in in that in his first week. This is wild. He's the fact that this he's team, played some good teams too. Yeah, I mean, so uh, New Orleans is a, usually a defen- uh, decent defense, but n- not so much this year, I guess. Uh, Tampa has been good. Denver is a good defense. Um, and, and he took City, KC to the wire. Chiefs right. too. His first Chiefs. start. Ever. It's not, right. it's not an easy thing down, to do. He was OT or right or on the cusp of OT? OT. Yeah. Yep. So Ooh. we 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 like Justin Herbert here. Yes. Big Justin Herbert. We'll fans. we'll uh we'll we'll try to dumb down these because we got a handful more to go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm excited. But our but our winner is James Robinson. That might sound like shit. RB five? What did you find? RB five. RB five on the season. James Robinson. So not CEH. Not Dobbins, not Swift, not Jonathan Taylor, not K-Makers, none of those wide receivers. Not A.J. Dillon. Not Ke- anyone. Not, e- not Keyshawn Vaughn. Not anyone not drafted in the NFL, NFL which is in last year's draft. But it's just the way it goes. You know what I mean? He'll be like that Cinderella story. Was he career. undrafted? He was undrafted. undrafted. Okay. He was literally fifth on the depth chart with Fournette, yep. Armstead, Ozigbo, um, Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. Oh, I mean, when people started going down at the beginning of the year for the the Jags, he wasn't even like necessarily the guy. Like people were having arguments: is it Armstead or well, he went down first, mm-hmm. then like Ozigbo, yeah. like Thompson, some idiot trades like a second round pick for Chris Thompson. It's like <laughs> Herbert called him up, and Herbert was like, "Listen, I got a way to get a starting job. Let's just <laughs> sabotage the starters." So James Robinson gave Armstead COVID. Smart. Smart I mean, move. you see it in fantasy a lot. Tough Next to, man up. Tough to actually joke about that Blunt, Garrett Blunt, you know, it was like, hey, Lev, let's go smoke a blunt in my car. And then he called up the coffee and was like, hey, this guy's got weed in my car. <laughs> and then he took the starting job from Lev in Pittsburgh. I mean, it, this happens all over the NFL. Then he was traded to the Patriots. Um, consequentially, did not pronounce that correctly, uh, our waiver pickups, also runner-up Justin Herbert and winner James Robinson, because they've been that damn good. Yeah, um, these are guys yeah. that Not probably were hanging around the draft board. Like, they, you right, could have had them as last round picks, but you didn't pick them because why would you? If you didn't draft, and this is this is what we were kind of talking about, if you didn't draft in that first like three to four days before the season even started, James Robinson was on nobody's. Yeah, no, Not even ours, and we're, we're pretty I mean, we're pretty deep yeah. in the depth charts too. I mean, we knew who he was, but we didn't know he was going to be the starter. We, we thought he was a fifth there. string. Right, I mean, we or we, a cuttable guy because he's an undrafted rookie who right looked good, but still, it wasn't until the moment that the coach said part of the reason why we got rid of uh, Leonard Fournette uh, was this guy named James Robinson was everyone starting to realize who he was. Um, I know I've talked to a few people and, and they're like, "Oh no, I I, I I I knew about James Robinson." I was like, "No, you didn't go take a lap, yeah. <laughs> take, take a lap," <laughs> and they still running. <laughs> still running. Um, our bust of the year. Oh, and this is uh, also this one a breakout of mine and Tom's. Yeah, this one this one hurts. Um, runner runner up, up Kenyon Drake. Drake. Oh, I know he's hurt now, but 
he's had a pretty bad season. So we talked about uh, running backs who've created yards. Kenny Drake was on that list of running backs with over 100 carries. Created 58 yards on his own. Ooh. Have we said what rank he is yet? RB23. Ooh. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that comes off of that big twenty three point game. He had that sixty right. yard touchdown run and two touchdowns. I mean, great game, but he's he has not looked like he's what he looked like last year. There, I mean, there's a chance he uh, comes back from that if Chase Edmonds falters. Right, won't be in week nine. He's ruled. He up. was also in a walking boot throughout <clears throat> the summer. So right. I know everyone's like, oh, it's precautionary. He looks slow. I mean, it probably affected. him. We talked about Clearly. that too back when that story was breaking. I was like, "When have you gone to your doctor with foot pain?" And he said, "We'll put this boot on precautionarily." Like that doesn't happen. He has an injury. Tell me what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it still played him. <laughs> and Lamar the Jackson. Bust, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lamar Sorry. Jackson. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just, that's fine. But Lamar Jackson's our biggest bust. I mean, this is QB one. It being drafted. I mean, we. We had guys drafting him in the second round of a one quarterback league, and it's like uh, you had, I, you had, you had idiots trading like Alvin Kamara for him in Dynasty. That was me. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Alvin Kamara has outscored him handsomely this year. Handsomely. Well, you got picks in that too, or did you give up picks? In that? I don't remember. I got picks. I okay, got you picks. got picks. Yeah, I, mean, I got Jeff's first. It, it's it's still just I think it's I think tough. I think this is the perfect point for those that don't want to hear it. Don't draft a quarterback this early. Because this is what can well, happen. We saw Mahomes minus one in the Super Bowl last year. What was it, quarterback six or seven? I think quarterback seven last year. He wasn't the QB one. Lamar was. I mean, this year might be Russ, and next year might be someone Kyler. else. I mean, and, and that, I think that's why we've been sitting here hammering Kyler, hammering Josh Allen. You want the running quarterback? Go get him in round seven and eight. Don't get him in round two. Well, exactly. And like you're like, oh, well, Lamar ran for all these yards. Like, we knew from day one that there would be regression for Lamar. There was no chance he was going to set all the running records every single year that he played football. Like, it's just not practical. There are guys that have the body types that might be able to do more running stuff, more consistently. Josh Allen, I'm thinking of. But, like, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, they can run. They should run. It helps us in fantasy, but it's not somebody you should stake all your hopes to with a second-round pick. If you have Kyler and you grab him in the sixth and he gets hurt, like, okay, I could replace that. I'll Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, yeah. Justin Herbert. And so just to last note on it, it's not looking like it's going to get any better for Lamar because he's got three tough matchups coming up. Indy, which has been a tough matchup all year at New England, who's got a, a tough defense, and then Tennessee. It's a sit of mine this week. Ooh, Tennessee with King there, too. and get uh, like There's going to be no passing game there. That sucks. He needs to get Mark Andrews back involved. He's yeah. seen him fall off massively the last two or three weeks. And Lamar's been taking himself and then fumbling the ball. He had two fumbles last week it was really tough weather man okay yeah the next couple are i'm very excited to talk about um, put him in a dome so we'll, we'll do a breakout and I'll, I'll, i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna name both of these um at, going forward but runner up calvin ridley but our winner and our winner's dk metcalf i would not have labeled dk metcalf as a breakout because i just feel like we all knew he was going to be a stud he finished his wide receiver 32 last year. Yep. And he is wide receiver three now. So DK Metcalf, easily the first half breakout player. Calvin Ridley's having a fantastic season. DK Metcalf, better one. Yeah, that's 32 a, to three. It's a Corey Dallas breakout. The separation yeah. between Sorry. Metcalf and Ridley was really the um, the hero play he when he, he ran 23 miles per hour to uh, 
getting a tackle. <laughs> yes. Um, that's the difference. You're always playing 100%. The, the TikToks of that are phenomenal. <laughs> it's just so crazy because like we have Nikhil Harry who we drafted before him and he uh, one time was had a ball picked <laughs> off and he watched it from his knees the entire way down the field. <laughs> I hate that son of a bitch. 15 of my dollars. Yeah, that probably wasn't the smartest <laughs> one. Um, bounce back players? There's Scotty researching something over there slowly. I was, but um, mm. we'll get, uh, <laughs> ro- oh, yeah, Watt packs runner up, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, so bo- we're at bounce back player, runner up, Stephon Diggs, winner, feeling. Adam feeling, yes. Um, Coincidentally, they were on the same team last year. It is. But, well, why did I just sh- notice that? This is bad. I, I got. Go I home. did the same exact <laughs> thing, but this makes. So much sense that yep. it's both of these players. We said it too. Like you split them you up. You split them up. Like they're, they're two top talents on a team that doesn't pass a lot. You split up these two top talents. Diggs comes becomes one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy. Thielen goes back to his days where he was a wide receiver one. And I think some of that too is like you've seen Justin Jefferson do fine and put up good numbers in in that offense, but Justin Jefferson's not the Stephon Diggs personality. Like. Those two, Thielen and Diggs, on the same team at the same time, demanding a cut of the same targets, that's going to be an issue with a guy like Diggs who does not like to be second fiddle. Justin Jefferson just comes in the league. He's, you know, he's, got, he's got no uh, big attitude, at least that we've heard up to this point. Great fit. Thielen uh, thrives. So does Jefferson. Stephon Diggs goes over to the Bills. He thrives. You, you saw him chewing his team out last week on the sideline. Then immediately the next drive, I think it was after halftime, you come out, he gets a bunch of targets, like, boom, team turns right around. You're like, okay, it works in, It works with the Bills, just didn't really work in uh, Minnesota with another top-tier talent guy like Adam Thielen, but it works when opposite you is John Brown and Cole Beasley and guys like that. Yeah, and I mean, when Josh Allen can, you know, has the arm that Kirk Cousins doesn't have, that's <laughs> very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody um, has that arm. Which, which is actually very interesting. We, we talked about Stephon Diggs a little earlier, too. The Bills are using Stephon Diggs in a different way that the Vikings were using him, which I think is massive for Stephon Diggs. Like, coming out of college, I remember watching him run the short to intermediate routes going, this kid is quick in and out of his breaks. He happens to be one of the best deep threat ball uh, players in the league. Vikings never utilize him like that. Bills seem like they're starting to utilize all of Stephon Diggs's um, skills so that is that is very interesting to right, see right he gets like almost pigeonholed as like a deep threat guy it's like no he can do it all he can do everything <laughs> yeah just... one year he did play in the slot for for the vikings mvp most valuable fantasy player player so mvp runner up it's not falling um Runner-up, Russell Wilson, and arguably, I mean, we want to talk about draft position and where a player is currently. Russell Wilson probably has that the, the biggest gap, but our winner is Alvin Kamara, who's destroying the running back position but right Tom, now. But Tom, he doesn't rush uh, for too many yards. <gasps> oh, wait. He He's never had a, over 100 yards rushing. He catches a billion balls a game. Seems to help. Yeah, I, I mean, he catches a lot, and he has. I I honestly have no idea what his game by game stats are. 
No, it's seriously like a million. It's like nine to twelve catches and like just a, a billion yards on the ground and touchdowns and yada 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 yada. He is doing what he did when Mark Ingram was on the field. Fifty-five receptions, five hundred and fifty-six total rushing yard. Uh, excuse me, receiving yards. Eighty-seven rushing attempts, four hundred and thirty-one rushing yards. Does he not have a game over a hundred yards he, on the ground? He does not, and that just shows you how dangerous this guy is. He's yet to break a hundred, and he's what he's RB one. He's Getting in, I mean, we see them give it to Lat a lot. Um, but if they continue to do the same thing they're doing now with him, so he, be it. Like, and, if, that's, and if I'm him at his size, I'm like, yeah, why would I bother taking it between the tackles? Like, just give me, give so me, the, give me a screen. I'll be over he, here. So he has 66 total targets. If he were to be a wide receiver, he would finish right now in 11th <laughs> for targets for wide receivers. <laughs> so. So and I just think it's I think it's so important to bring you know Jeez. that piece up that he hasn't had a hundred yard game but he's number one in scoring because we've seen this before with Alvin Kamara right they tried to make Alvin Kamara the workhorse last year and it was it was what it was when Mark Ingram was on the field Alvin Kamara was easily one of the most valuable players in all thriving. fantasy football you're seeing it again now. That's fantastic. I pray that Mark Ingram goes back to the Saints like next year. Well, <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> I, it's yeah. just funny that that's, the, that's what you say. That's your takeaway. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Payton. As the Mark Ingram owner who just traded Alvin Kamara away, please put Ingram back on the Saints. Yes, please. Yeah, but the, those are our uh, first half awards. So right we'll, we'll end up Top circling shelf. back. Well, we'll end up circling back at the end of the year and see fact if, check this and see if anything's changed because we're at an hour and a minute in, in about 30 seconds. What, if anything, could change here? What if anything could change? Well, everything could change, but I'm going to go ahead and guess one thing that will stay and remain the same, and that would be James Robinson, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I'm on board with James Robinson saying, uh, I think Russell Wilson could contend to dethrone Alvin if Alvin falls off the pace he's on. That'd probably be one of the ones M- that could, yeah. could shift. But MT is back this week, too. Yeah. Um, but breakout with DK, I don't see that changing unless, you know, all, all Any, of this is barring an injury. Yeah, but, anything okay. can happen with breakout. The, the reason I bring it up is because the pace that all of these players are on would suggest that this continues to go this way. The only one I would see changing by year's end is Lamar Jackson. There's a chance yeah. Lamar Jackson figures it out and he's not actually a bust. And then, and then it's Scotty and I's breakout player. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, not, yeah, not, like you said, not, 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 not our year. There's no, no huge like yeah. outliers where like a guy had 50 points in one game and then that was it to make it onto this list. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't believe. I don't believe. Okay, what is this? Podcast 110. Yeah, uh, uh, Top Shell Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.